Welcome to the 401k Marketing Podcast. Are you ready to be the go-to expert in the retirement plan community? Listen in as we share ideas, resources, and best practices that you can use to professionalize your firm, demonstrate your authority, and earn more 401k business. All right. Hi, everyone. Uh, Welcome to today's 401k Marketing Podcast. We have a very special guest, uh, Dr. Emily Kuschel. And before we begin, I'd like to share with everyone her very impressive background. So Dr. Kushel is an experienced financial professional, academic, and researcher. She currently serves as Senior Financial Planning Education Consultant with eMoney and is a leader with their financial wellness research and financial education initiatives. Prior to FinTech, she served as an assistant professor where she taught courses in personal financial planning and working in the financial planning field. She serves as a subject matter expert with respect to reviewing and authoring peer-reviewed journal articles, book chapters, and contributing to public scholarship. Not only that, she also served as co-author to the CFP board's book, The Psychology of Financial Planning. She holds the Certified Financial Therapist designation, is an accredited financial counselor, and behavioral financial advisor. So, wow. And with that, welcome to today's podcast. Thank you so much. So happy to be here. Well, as shared, you have a very distinguished background. So can you start off by telling our listeners why you decided to transition from academia and join the eMoney team? Yeah, absolutely. So so academia offers so many wonderful opportunities. Uh, you get the opportunity to teach, of course, to do research there, Uh be involved in student engagement and their community on campus. Uh, But one of those abilities that I was really drawn to when I first entered education was the ability to scale financial information and knowledge. And while I love doing that inside of the classroom, I was fortunate enough to find eMoney and it offered the opportunity to scale to current advisors and advisors that were um, established in what they were doing in new advisors and I could use their network and their platform uh, to expand that impact. So I've always been interested in understanding the psychology and a person's decision making and being able to be a part of that. And eMoney offered the research side of that as well. So um, honestly, it was all to continue the impact of financial education. Nice. That's awesome. So you saw there was a greater need and through the eMoney team, partnership and resources that you could expand the reach to make a more powerful impact. Absolutely. I love that. Well, expanding on the scope, let's kind of get down to the nitty gritty and talk about the importance of financial wellness. So in your words, how do employees, businesses, and retirement plan advisors benefit from a financial wellness program? Absolutely. So one of the things that I think is really crucial to the financial wellness conversation is putting a definition or lens to financial wellness because this is a broadly used term and we see it applied in various areas of the financial space, uh, financial planning, employee, employer benefits. And so just to, uh, to ground us in the lens that I'm using, I'll just quickly state a high level definition 
that we have here at eMoney, just again to kind of level set, the way that we look at it is a positive state of being resulting from a healthy relationship with money and the impact that that has on all aspects of life. So when we're talking about financial wellness, there are several layers and it is multidimensional. A couple of key things to keep in mind as we talk about financial wellness is there is no specific amount of money that is going to signify financial wellness or that you have reached uh, financial well-being. Rather, that is going to look different for everyone. And the reason that that looks different is because of a few factors based on our age, our income level, uh, life aspirations, our goals, and then what we identify as our financial peace of mind. What is our ideal financial state? And that is going to be essentially our financial wellness, uh, that satisfaction. So that's going to look different for everybody. But as we uh, especially draw towards how this relates to, let's say, retirement plan advisors, what most of you may already know is that we saw a lot of financial education come out of, uh, you know, when ERISA was signed into law in 1974 and the Revenue Act and all the things that helped create uh, the 401k. um, What happens here is financial education really gains some prominence here. And the education and the knowledge is, of course, going to be something that helps propel us towards financial wellness. Uh, Now, the expansion of that education and the knowledge gains that happen in the 1980s are going to account for about three-fourths of some of the programs that are still in existence today. Now, why all of that really matters is because there are growing expectations that employees are actually going to look to their employers uh, for more than just a paycheck. We're actually going to go to them and look for um, kind of a guiding compass when it comes to our health through those benefits and our wealth and our career. And all of that is going to be tied into wellness. And as we look at this more specifically with financial wellness, um, it's important that there is a place to seek that out. And the employer has the opportunity to do that. And plan advisors have the opportunity to wrap in wellness into those experiences. Um, One of the the other pieces that we know is um, wellness helps, of course, with productivity and um, to help balance out any feelings or uh, experiences of financial stress or anxiety that employees or clients may be experiencing. So it is quite broad. It is quite holistic. um, But again, several layers and uh, areas of influence for financial wellness. So you casually mentioned a stat that made me go, wow, Um, three quarters of financial education was created in the 80s. So like the concept of financial education comes from conversations that happened So the concept of the um, employee and employer space offering that education, so through the employer, and what happens there is because as the 401k really gains prominence during this time out of these acts being signed in, 
traditionally, it was the employer's responsibility to help fund the pension plan, right? So employees really didn't have to worry about making those contributions themselves. But when we turn to the 401k, um, of course, we know that we are partially or wholly responsible for making those contributions. Now, this becomes really important educationally because now we need to educate consumers on money management and the importance of saving for retirement and for future financial goals. Uh, So the education piece becomes really important. And many um, traditionally have relied again, on their employer to help them with a whole host of benefits. And one of those being helping them to gain this this financial stability and ultimately financial wellness. That's, you know, a lot of education meetings will start off with like that scary chart of the markets. And I've always kind of scratched my head at that being like, who's this helping? You know, especially in today's day and age with like a phone, you know, if you're curious about the market, you're dialed in, you're paying attention. It's on your phone. You've got like six apps. And if you're one of those people who's like, ah, scary math, ah, like, what do I do? I've always thought that that chart in the beginning either puts people back in basically the fear of high school where they're like, ah, I can't do this, or it pulls people in. But at the same time, have like a million apps on their phone. So they're sitting back there like, yeah, yeah, this chart up, down. Like, <laughs> right, right. It's a very polarizing entry. And that's usually within the first you know, five, six slides of most education meetings. Absolutely. Yeah. What's really interesting as financial education has, you know, kind of gained its prominence, uh, whether that's in the employee and employer space, or even just uh, in our education systems in general, it is becoming really, really important to understand the impacts of financial knowledge. So the reason that this is important is oftentimes we see this from like an individual or household level, but it really does have broader impacts. So if we go back to 2008, hopefully some listeners can know what 2008 was like. And if you don't, please Google it. But 2008 is uh, going to be a time where people were taking out mortgages and taking out loans that they could not uh, financially handle. Now, a finger should have be pointed, of course, at the financial professional who was uh, allowing those loans to be signed in or, or perhaps even suggesting them. But what this really comes down to is a lack of financial knowledge or education on the consumer to not have an understanding that this mortgage, that this uh, home that you're getting into is beyond your financial means. So now when the housing crisis uh, happens, we now uh, have those that are exposed perhaps with some of the the lack of financial management or understanding of what it was that they were actually signing up to do. So education and knowledge is, again, not only at the individual or household level, but we see broader impacts of it uh, economically. And so, again, just of, of really great importance. Yep, totally agree. Um, all right, well, let's kind of talk a little bit more about the depths when it comes to financial wellness and technology. So it's been found that apps and digital technology have this really interesting ability to distance the user from the psychology of money. Um, so can you expand on that? And why do you feel that this technology, that digital side and creating that 
distance from the psychology of money works. Yeah. So one of the great things about technology is it allows us to meet the person where they are. So we believe uh, inside of eMoney that technology really works best when it is combined with a human, right? So we absolutely advocate for digital experience, but we also advocate that there should be access to a human because unfortunately technology cannot replicate the human emotion, um, especially emotions such as empathy and understanding for the user, right? But what this does allow us to do is it allows us to reach users on their own time as well. Mm -hmm. So we often have a phone with us and we access that at our leisure. It is not necessarily prompted by an appointment like it would be when I'm meeting with a financial advisor or a financial therapist or whomever the professional is. So again, it allows people uh, to access it when they have time right? Rather than in the hustle and bustle, this is a moment that you have to access that technology. It also allows you to self-pace, right? So um, again, oftentimes in a meeting or with um, a financial plan or other things, we may feel as though we have to keep up with a certain pace of the conversation or planning, et cetera. And that can be really scary, especially, again, if, if I don't feel quite equipped for those conversations. But the technology and having something like an app on my phone allows me to access that privately. I can go through some of those emotions or vulnerabilities that are happening when I'm talking or exposing my, my finances uh, very personally. And in some ways, it can actually help me prepare for the conversations with a financial planner or professional once I get there. So now I actually feel as though I'm I'm armed with my own financial knowledge. So each one of those, when we're looking at the psychology, is we're actually breaking down some of those, those barriers of vulnerability, or oftentimes we hear people say, um, I, I just don't know what I'm doing. This allows you to do some of that self-exploration prior and feel more confident to feel um, as though you you maybe have put together some of those questions or ideas about your own personal finances. So um, again, really allows us the opportunity to meet the client exactly where they are. I love that idea that at your pace. I mean, if you think about it in real life, you know, how many times have you had the intent of looking up something and then you click on the next link and the next link and the next link, and then you have a new recipe for lasagna? Exactly. Yeah. Did that happen? Nope. I started out looking for budgeting ideas and I ended up on lasagna, I guess. I, but then you go back because you you know, if you look at how many browser windows most people have open on their phones, it's it's more than three. And you start to see the patterns of what they've been looking at. And each time they probably learn a teaspoon of knowledge, get a little bit more confident, feel more comfortable. And then that gives them that ability to have the sit the official sit down with the professional to help them with whatever questions they have money-wise. Absolutely. I think one of the other things it does is it frees up time and creates efficiencies and automation for the financial planner or professional themselves to be able to have some of those more in-depth conversations with the client while they're there. So um, all of that background uh, information, the data collection, the predictions, et cetera, mm -hmm. we can lean into technology to enable us to um, have 
better conversations, more informed conversations, but we can also use that as um, gained time with our clients because we can rely on the technology for that that data aggregation and again, um, just the capabilities that it has for greater efficiency. So let's talk about efficiencies and hone in on practice management. So how can resources like eMoney help financial professionals recruit new hires into our business, financial services? And at the same time, uh, for those newer advisors, how can technology aid them in making it in the business? Yeah. So one of the great things, um, practice management has several different offerings um, that offer various forms of support. So within eMoney specifically, we offer a program called Accelerate, uh, which is going to be eMoney's premium consulting and practice management service that enables the team and the firm um, for their technology and their, their planning optimization ultimately. So the main value of the surface that's offered is to cut down that learning curve um, around the technology by recommending the appropriate set of features or segmentation and to ultimately help enable that success. Uh, One of the areas that the group has uh, seen is that it offers a repeatable and scalable process. So you can set up new hires for that success to have um, a more comprehensive offering, learning management systems, uh, to really get them up and running with their tech and their mentoring programs, learning uh, some of those skills and learning that specifically from those who are more tenured inside of the office. So then at this point, you're removing a couple of barriers to early success is that they don't know where to start. So now we've got a program in place and it's scalable um, and you've told them where and uh, or they don't know who to go to for questions. So you really can build a framework for using technology, standardizing uh, the engagement models. And then, of course, having somebody who's incentivized to help with that success is always going to be helpful as well. Awesome. Thanks. Um, All right. Well, you have shared many compelling points today um, about why advisors and and employers uh, and regular, you know, everyone really, um, really needs to take a mindset for financial wellness. And what does it mean to you? Because I think everyone's journey is personal. So uh, where can listeners go to find more information about financial wellness and the great work that eMoney does? Yeah, absolutely. So thank you so much for asking. One of the first uh, places, of course, is eMoneyAdvisor.com, where you can find a whole host of our services and the great work that we do. But more pointedly, we uh, put out a blog to financial professionals where we highlight uh, different areas of practice management, financial wellness, and our services. So the Heart of Advice blog. We also offer monthly continuing education webinars, which are um, approved for CE credit for CFP professionals and others. And of course, uh, as everyone else, we ask for follows on social media where you can find updates for all of these offerings and our events. So that is uh, several different opportunities to locate us in the great work that's going on inside of eMoney. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Dr. Kushal. And where can people reach you? 
if they have additional questions. Yeah, feel free to reach out on LinkedIn. I am out there with everyone else and I'm happy to talk all things financial wellness, e-money and um, money in general. So happy to uh, continue the conversation. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining today's podcast. And if anyone does have additional questions, uh, please see the show notes below and we'll be happy to connect with you uh, with Dr. Kushal and the eMoney team. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's 401k marketing podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of our guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of 401k marketing. The content has been available for informational and educational purposes only. We hope you enjoyed. <laughs>